Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay. All right. So we're going to start at the top. So first, I want you to tell me why you're writing this book. I am writing this book because I feel like my life experiences are worth reading about, and maybe it can help someone else in a similar situation. Is there anybody that you want to dedicate this book to? Yes, my wife. Angela and my dad, Gilbert. Okay. Are there any acknowledgments um, that you want to add, or did you just want to leave it at dedication? Just leave it at ded- dedication. All right. Okay. So um, I want you to let's start at the at the beginning. So just talk about you know yourself as far as like when you don't have to say when you were born but you can say you know <laughs> where you're from where you're from um you know talk about your family as far as you know just the basics like because uh, i'm asking about like your parents your siblings i'll talk about your family have you talk about your family um okay. or do is that a, is that something that you want to talk about yeah uh-huh. okay so um, just tell me about where you're from and what it was like growing up where you're from. And then I'll talk about your family. So I'm going to let you, okay. you speak. All right. So I'm from Beaumont, Texas, born and raised. Um, my childhood was horrible from what I can remember anyway. Um, I spent most of my time with my grandmother uh, and that's it. That's all I can so you said you spent most of the time of your time with your grandmother mm-hmm. or you grew up okay so talk to tell me about that talk to me about like your your parents um you know if you can talk about your parents um talk about your grandmother so what was it like tell me about the type of people they were um, from your eyes, you know, out from your perspective, and then talk about your relationships with, you know, with, with all of them, with your mother, your father, and your, your grandmother. Um, me and my mother's relationship wasn't the best. Um, she, was a, she was a young mother. I think she had me when she was 20, my dad too. Um, so as far as I can remember, I've never seen my mom and dad together. So uh, they divorced when I was two. Uh, from what I was told, we used to live in California. I don't remember that. If I do, it's like very vague. My dad was in the army, so of course to travel. Um, the story that I've heard was that my mom 
left my dad while we were in California because she wanted to move back home to Beaumont to be uh, close to my grandmother. She was the youngest, so she was a baby. She wanted to be back home. And um, she, my mom, uh, her name is Sharon, she, looking back, she wasn't a great mother. She uh, was abusive. And she was in an abusive relationship. I remember her being with her second husband, and he was abusive towards her. So I used to see her, you know, get her ass kicked, and then in turn, I used to get my ass kicked. Uh, So, and then my dad, he wasn't in my life physically, because, again, he was in the Army, so he traveled around. And um, so I used to call him my telephone dad. Like, he used to call me all the time. He used to provide, but I never saw him, you know, physically that much. I probably would see him once a year. Either I would go to see him or he would come to see me. Uh, my grandmother, loved my grandmother to death. She uh, she didn't want to be called grandma, mama, or anything like that. She wanted to be called Rosie, so that's what I called her, Rosie. And um, she raised me. She was always sweet to me, always. She treated me, I guess, the way you're supposed to treat a kid. So uh, we had a uh, we had a good relationship. Okay, so now when you say you had a good relationship, tell me about. As I know you talked about the abuse. I know you talked about uh, you know your relationship with your mother, um, your relationship with your dad. Tell me about some of the things going through that abuse taught you? Like, when, when do you remember anything specific or any specific um, details or stories that you want to share about, you know, something that may have happened that you remember? Yep, I remember I was, I want to say I was maybe four, and I remember we were at my grandmother's house, but my grandmother wasn't there. It was my mom and my then stepdad. no. My, me and my stepdad were at the house. My mom wasn't there yet. So um, I told my stepdad that I wanted to call my daddy, and he let me call my daddy. And when my mom came home, uh, he told her she wanted to talk to her daddy, so we called him. And she was mad. Like, she got mad and just started hitting on me and literally kicking me out the front door, like literally with her feet, kicking me out the front door. And one of the neighbors saw, and he told her that if he ever saw her doing that to me again, that he was going to call CPS on her, and she never did it again. So that I can remember. And then I remember another time in third grade, first day of school, like the day before school, um, she got mad at me for something. I can't remember what, but she had this belt that had indentions in it, and she was going to go on with me, and I started running, and she made a motion like, you know, with a whip, and caught me on the side of my face. And the belt had stars. Like for belt loops, instead of circle loops, it had stars. So I went to school, first day of school, with a line of stars down the left side of my face. And I remember being so embarrassed, especially because my second grade teacher came in to check on his, you know, previous second grade students, now third grade students. And when he came into the classroom, I turned my head so he wouldn't see it. That I can't remember. Wow. Okay. So, safe to say, 
that that part of your life about how old about how how old were you then? If I was in the third grade, so I would have been like eight, maybe eight or nine. Eight or nine, yeah, about eight or nine years old. Okay. So now at this point, so you're living with your mother? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now, when after that happened, did your mother ever say anything to you to to console, like comfort you, like what support did you have growing up in that? in that environment? Um, she didn't apologize verbally. Her apology was to give me food. So that particular time when she got me across the face, uh, her boyfriend at the time was like, don't you think you hit her too hard? And um, she, I remember her saying, I'm going to hit her harder than that next time. So mm. <laughs> uh, I guess she thought about it after that and then came and gave me a popsicle. That was her way of saying she's sorry. Right here, and gave me the popsicle. Wow. Okay. Okay. So tell me, how did that impact you? You feel as an adult? Um, it caused a lot of resentment toward my mom, of course, and it ultimately affected me and the way I was a mother to my children, because a couple of times I've caught myself doing the same thing to them that was done to me. So when you say you caught yourself, right, Mm -hmm. what what did you do to make it right with your kids? I didn't apologize. I know that. And I probably did the same thing, gave them food. I probably did. Okay. So how would you say right now, like as an adult, is your has your relationship with your mother gotten better? Um, did it did it get worse? Because I know you said that there was some resentment. Yeah, there was a period of time that we didn't talk at all. I think like two years that I didn't call her at all, and that, and that's when I moved to Houston. You know, I've always said that. I when I turn 18 or when I get grown, I'm getting the hell out of here, and I did just that. <laughs> I didn't want to be in Beaumont, period. And, you know, me and her, all through my childhood, we didn't get along. So, I mean, when I moved to Houston, it was like, I'm grown now. I ain't got to talk to you. I ain't got to do what you say. So I ain't talked to her for about two years. And then, you know, one day I decided, okay, let me talk to my mama. That ain't right. She my mama, so. You know, I initiated a relationship again, and we talked. Uh, we've never been best friends. We have this, uh, I don't know what kind of relationship to call it right now, but I take her in doses because she's one of my triggers to this day. She's one of my triggers, so I can't be around her too long. Okay. So now... I'm going to take you, I'm going to have you come go back to when you were a kid. Mm-hmm. So when you were a kid, what were things that you did to, to cope with that? Like, what were things that you did for yourself? Did you cope with it? Uh, eat. Okay. I went, I, went, I turned to food for comfort. Okay. So I would eat food, sneak food, steal food. Just to have it and eat it. 
All right. So did you have, now did you have friends um, growing up? Did you have? Um, no, I didn't, you know, I didn't have friends. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so you didn't have, you know, you didn't have friends growing up. Um, now, did that ever change once you got older, like into your teens? Or was uh, it middle school? Yeah. Well, at least I thought I had friends in middle school. But I had, yeah, I had people who I thought were my friends, but they weren't my friends either. So, so I'm having you dig into that. Okay. So when you say you had people that you thought were your friends, tell me about. If you, because you might have a specific incident in mind, like how how I play things back, that made you say, "Nah, these people weren't my friends." So was there something specific that happened, or a specific incident? Uh yeah, I remember. I had a friend named Rita, and she um, we used to spend the nights together, you know, like girls would do in middle school or whatever. And I remember a time that we were sharing secrets. Mm-hmm. And I told her that um, I had sex with this guy. And I thought I was pregnant. And she told her mom. And my mom, and her mom called my mom. <laughs> and oh, that resulted in my mama kicking my ass. And I don't even know why. She was, she's like, she was on the phone, hung up the phone, and just started kicking my ass. And I didn't even know why. I found out the next day at school why my mama was kicking my ass. <laughs> wow. Because she told. Golly. She didn't mm-hmm. keep, keep a secret. Okay. Yeah. So now, when when that happened, did you confront her? Did you say anything to her? How did how did that how did that I guess, how did that affect your relationships with uh, people going forward? Uh, in regard to Rita, no, I, yeah. I never said anything to her since. I completely, like, shut her out and act like I ain't never knew her. <laughs> so okay. that, was that was it. And that's how I do people. I can say hi to you and be friends with you, but the minute you do something to me, I will erase you. And that's what I did. Okay. So, so when you did, so when that happened, so so did did that make you more like? Did that make you feel like, well, I'm I'm gonna be a little bit more withdrawn with people, um, or did that make you? How did that How did that affect you making friends? You know, going forward. Um, I used to give everybody the benefit of the doubt, like I would give them 100% trust in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And then as they did things, I would take some of that trust away. I, I was backwards then, and I didn't know that. So um, I had other people around me, and I, wa- I think I wanted to be liked so much in middle school that I was just doing whatever I could to have people like me almost to the point of selling myself, my soul, not myself, but, you know, doing what people wanted me to do, and even though I didn't want to do it, just so I could be like, and they ended up not liking me anyway. (laughs) So, okay, so let me ask you this. When you were were going through, you know, going through that, that phase of your life where you were just doing everything to try to make people like you, was there... 
was there anyone that that wasn't like that? Was there anyone that was genuine um, that was, you know, your friend to this day? Or was it pretty much because because of the energy you were putting out with that, you were pretty much getting people that were um, basically using you, mm-hmm. if that makes sense? Yeah. Okay. 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 So now, did you have any adults that you trusted? Out, you know, outside of family? Nobody but my grandmother. <laughs> Nobody but your grandma. Mm-mm. Okay. Okay. So now what was it like for you in school as far as, like, your grades, um, as far as, like, how you were as a student? Just, you know, how did that, how was your relationship with, with education with school? I made great grades in okay. school. A's and B's, honor students. I used to get mad when I didn't make an A. I wanted to be better than everybody in the class. I wanted to be the smartest one in the class. And if I didn't get an A when I thought I should have gotten an A, I I would be crying. And I remember going home crying upset because I got a B in something. And my mama was like, girl, shut up. At least you passed, you know. Well, you can be quiet, like, girl. Yeah. I mean, I was a good student as far as academically, but I was bad as fucking student. I used to say getting in trouble. So let's talk about that. So what <laughs> made you, you say you were bad, but what made you act out? What do you feel um, made you do those things at the time? Wanted to be liked. Wanted to be liked. Mm-hmm. I was doing okay. things, stupid shit okay. to make the my classmates think, oh, okay, she is cool. Okay, so like what, I, what I, are some of the things you did? Skip school, cuss the teachers out, skip class, stay getting paddled. That's back then when they was paddling. I stayed with my ass on fire <laughs> paddled. <laughs> I, I was bad. It was mostly me having a smart-ass mouth. I still got one, but I ain't like I used to be. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, I wasn't going to say nothing, but um, I'm just joking. <laughs> it's cool, though. It's cool. Um, do you feel like, do you feel like the, the way that you want, like, with you want to be like, um, and you doing things like uh, acting out that way, do you feel that looking back, that was something that you had to do to protect yourself. Um, like when you were trying to be like, you feel like you needed to to have friends. Like what were you, what were your thoughts then? Like why did you? I know you wanted to have the friends, but what did having friends do for you? Make me feel wanted. Okay. I got tired of not being invited to places like. Over the weekend, they'll have something going on, and I'll hear about it on Monday. Like, why the fuck I wasn't invited? You know, mm-hmm. I got tired of that. But I still didn't get invited nowhere. <laughs> oh, and the one time I did get invited, somebody called me. I don't even know who it was. I didn't even think to ask who it was. They called me. It was a party happening Friday night. We were in the sixth grade, I believe. And they said, <laughs> um, such and such, don't... Uh, I don't know who it was, but they said such and such said for you not to come to the party because you're going to get jumped. And I'm just telling you, and I didn't even go to the party because I didn't want to get jumped. Wow. Okay. 
Why did okay? Let's 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 talk about let's talk about that. So you said that you did not go. So how did that make how did that make you feel when you heard that? Was that something that I was I was confused? Like why would somebody want to jump me? I didn't do nobody lesson. And I was mad because I had my outfit already picked out, and I was excited (laughs) that I was going somewhere. And then I had to tell my mama, well, I ain't going no more. And I lied to her why I wasn't going. I just told her I ain't want to go no more. Well, that wasn't really a lie, but I didn't tell her, you know, about the phone conversation. Okay. So you didn't tell her, you didn't tell her about the phone conversation, but you just, you did that to pretty much save face. Like you didn't want to be embarrassed about what was going on. Right. It sounds like, okay. So, as you got older, right, like once you hit, once you hit maybe high school, um, what was your, how, like, what was your attitude towards school? Like, were you still making good grades? Like, what was your attitude towards school then? Um, yeah, I was still making good grades, and I was still trying to belong, so much so that I found myself having sex at 12, and I didn't even know I was having sex. You quiet. Why are you so quiet? Oh, I, I thought you were talking to the baby. Oh, That's no. Why I was, uh, <laughs> I was like, wait, okay. Like that, I scare her away. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, but believe it or not, like I literally was talking had somebody I was doing a book with yesterday, and they were telling me they was doing the same thing. So, um, <laughs> wow. Now I want to go back. I want to go back to, you know, what you told your friend that caused you to, you know, get get whooped by your mama. Mm-hmm. You said you thought you were pregnant. Mm-hmm. Tell me about that. Like, <laughs> well, I had never had sex before. I didn't even know I was okay. having sex when I was having sex. You didn't know what it so, was. Like, you didn't know how it worked. I did, I, I did not know how it worked. I was never educated on sex. Like, what okay. it consists of, what it, I, I had no clue. All I was told was don't do it. But that you didn't know what it was, so there was no way for you to say don't, you know, this, no, this is not what I want to do or this is what exactly. you didn't know. Okay. Exactly. Okay. And the person who I had sex with at that time, well, they had sex with me. One, I didn't feel anything, so I didn't know I was having sex. And uh, I'm serious. And two, they told me, this is how you prove that you love somebody. So if you love me, then you're going to do this. So I did. Whatever it was, I didn't even know. So I want to talk about, I want to talk about you and that, that whole thing. When did you, I know that this is a serious thing, but when did you learn that, or when did you discover that you weren't pregnant? Like, how did you, like what happened? Like did you was that when your mama after your mama found out she was just like, 
Like, what happened? How? What was the? I guess the the, the from that. Did she get have you tested? Like, what was what happened after that? Nothing. Went on with my life. Got my ass whooping that day and went on with my life and wasn't pregnant. Okay. Okay. So now, being that you did not know what was going on at the time, as far as like knowing that you was even having sex, mm-hmm. um, looking back, if if you could change anything about that situation, or or better yet, if you could have done something different, what do you think you would have done anything different? Do you think you would have changed? you know, how, like what you did at a time. I would have gone my ass straight home after school and not lied and told my mom I had choir practice because that's what I did. I should have went my ass home. Okay, okay. So now do you feel that now even as an adult, do you feel yourself slipping back into doing things to be like? Do you feel uh, that, no. you've ever, that you're still doing that? Fuck no. <laughs> no, not at all. Ma'am. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, so we're not doing that anymore. So Hell no. So what did it take? I know that we you know, we we, we were talking about, you know, back then and and of course now you're an adult. But I, I do wanna talk about some of the happy things, you know, in your childhood. So what were some of the best or what was one of your best childhood memories, if you can remember? What's one of the best times you've ever had as a kid? Uh, the best time I had as a kid is when I would go to my aunt and uncle for the summer or for a couple of weeks during the summer, and they would uh, take me and my cousin on trips, and we would go to Astro World. Those were my best times. Okay, okay. So now... I know we talked about some I know we talked about some of the bad things that happened, but is there any childhood memory that was just like your absolute worst childhood memory? Yes, I got pregnant when I was fourteen. Okay, let's talk about that. So when you got pregnant at fourteen, uh-huh. do you feel that at that point you knew like you knew then like what what sex was. Do you feel like at that point that's what you, you knew that? Yeah, I knew what sex was about it. At that point. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, of course, I'm not going to ask how did it happen like that, but, but what You can were, ask me anything. Nothing is off limits. So, so, so let's talk about how you met the person that you got pregnant for, your, okay. your child's father. Okay. Um, I was in the eighth grade. And he was a senior in high school, and he used to come to the apartment complex all the time that I lived in. And uh, my friend at the time, I really thought she was my friend, my friend at the time hooked us up Mm -hmm. because she didn't like the person that I was dating at the time. So she used him as a distraction for me to get away from the other person, which I didn't know that until later. Okay. Okay. Okay, so what was what was your relationship with him like? Because he was much older than you. So, oh, baby, I thought I was the shit. 
because I had me an older man, and he was going to take care of me and blah, blah, blah. Child. I, I was an eighth grader. <laughs> yes, okay. Okay. His, I remember one day I skipped school to be with him, and we rode the city bus to his house, and he told me to wait in the front, and he went around to the back. I didn't know his mama was home. So basically his mama caught us or caught me there, and she told me, she said, I don't know why you're fucking with him because he ain't shit. And I I didn't believe her. I don't know why because in my mind, again, I mean, she didn't know how young I was. In my mind, I was like, why would somebody say that about their own kid? In hindsight, I should have fucking listened to her because <laughs> he wasn't shit and he still ain't shit. Well, so now we we go dig back into that as we get to you as an adult. Okay. But like once you got once you got pregnant, how did he, how did he react? Uh, I went well first. I I think I was like seven or eight months before I found out I was pregnant, and uh, my grandmother took me to the doctor to my pediatrician. So when we found out. Um, I went ahead and told him, and he said it wasn't his. How did that make you feel? Uh, Take me through the emotions that you went through. I felt worthless. I was already scared and crying because, oh, oh, my God, I'm in eighth grade. What am I doing pregnant? What are people going to think of me? How am I going to take care of baby? I don't want this damn baby. I mean, I, I think I cried most of the time. Just most of my pregnancy, I cried. And, you know, my uh, grandmother, like I said, she was the one who took me to the doctor or whatever. She's the one who told my mom or whatever. But I think I was more scared of what my grandmother thought than anything. And she didn't treat me any different. She was like, I still love you. People make mistakes. And, you know, she reassured me it was going to be okay. And, you know, we're going to get through this. So... If it wasn't for her, <laughs> I probably would have lost my mind or something. Wow. Okay. So now once you once you had the baby, what support system did you have uh, to help you take care of the baby, of your child? Uh, my mom. Okay. Uh, when I had my baby, she had just got laid off from work. So that was my babysitter while I went to school. <laughs> um, okay. I was uh, I was out of school. Like after I had her, I didn't go back to school for like two months. Yes, it's yours. I didn't go to school for like two months, you know, because I was doing homeschool. And so when I finally was able to go back to school, well, when I finally decided to go back to school, <laughs> back then they gave you a choice. Um, she was a <laughs> yeah. babysitter. So... Um, it was cool. I mean, I never wanted for anything. The baby never wanted for anything. You know, my mama helped me, um, you know, get the resources, you know, WIC and all that stuff. She helped me get the resources that the baby needed. And um, I got, I think I got, I don't know what it's called. I know it's called TANF now, but that ain't what it was called back then. But I used to get that. So I, I thought life was fine. Okay. Okay. 
now, where you, how you like once you had the baby? Because you were pregnant at fourteen, but mm-hmm. were you? Um, so were you still fourteen after the baby came, or? Yeah, I was fourteen. You were fourteen. I had her. I had her in December. I turned fifteen in February of that next year. Okay. Okay. So as you were going through school, how did? Uh, how was it? Once people learned, well, before before you had a baby, of course. How was it when people learned that you were pregnant? Um, how did people treat you uh, at, at that point, like people at school? So people didn't see me until ninth grade because I found out at the end of eighth grade that I was pregnant. So ninth grade, going into ninth grade, my stomach was big. So, Shanti, you pregnant? You pregnant? I just ignore them. I wouldn't okay. even answer them. I just keep walking. <laughs> so, right, come um, on now. Let's use our comments. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, because I was big, huge, big ass stomach. So you could definitely see I was pregnant. <laughs> but, you know, um, after I went away and had her and came back, um, people didn't fuck with me. They even had a class back then for, they had a class for girls either pregnant or who had had babies. So they just stuck me in that class. So, so t- goodness, okay. So tell me, what were you like at this age? Were you more of a, because, you know, it sounds like they didn't mess with you, but were you more of a reserved person? Like, describe yourself at that age, if you can. I mean, I was quiet. Didn't do nothing. The only time I acted up is, is when I was with, uh, my used to be best friend. Okay. She was a bad influence. Bad influence. Oh, yeah. Okay. But of course, so now, in the end, I make my own choices. But, you yes, know, ma'am. I was a follower. I was a follower. I'm going to say that. I was a follower. See, and, and that's, that's one of the things I'm going to, because you started off, I know before you were saying you were doing things to be liked. And then you kind of mm-hmm. moved on to, to being a follower. So once you became, you know, once you just started kind of like following what everybody else did, was there ever a point in your teens that you started becoming like your own person? Or did that come later on when you were an adult? High school, like 10th, 11th, 12th grade, I was okay. done trying to be liked and trying to follow and trying to be invited. I was like, fuck y'all. <laughs> so I, I did me, which was, I should have been, but, you know, too late for that. By 10th grade, yep, I, I was me. Okay. So in 10th grade, and I know at this point you're coming into your own, you're being more, uh, you know, you're, you're being more, I guess, in, well, not I guess, but independent. You're, mm-hmm. as far as, like, not depending on other people to tell you what to do and, and how right. to, you know, do. But mm-hmm. at this point, was there anybody that you looked up to or anybody that was a role model for you? Yes, Mrs. Briggs. <laughs> she was, um, I don't even know what role she played in school, but she started a program for um, kids who had kids. And it, she paid for daycare and transportation so that people like me who had kids could continue going to school. She didn't, her thing is that she didn't want us to drop out. 
Wow. Wow. Okay. Okay. So this was somebody that, that you looked up to that you felt like, you know, had your back, it sounds like. Yeah, she cared about us. I loved Miss Bridge. She passed away a few years ago. I was sad. That woman loved us. She did. Even like if we weren't doing good in school and uh, we needed to go to summer school, she paid for summer school. I don't think it was out of her pocket. I'm sure she had grants or whatever, but still, you know, she took care of us, and there was a lot of us. So I know we talked about the role model, you know, the person she looked up to. We talked about her. Now I want to ask you, what did you want to do at that age? Like, what did you see yourself doing as an adult? Like, what did you, <laughs> for sake of a better question, what did you want to <laughs> be when you grew up? What did you, what what were you aiming for? What did you say, well, you know what, when I graduate or when I go, you know, I'm going to go to college. What did you see yourself doing, like, once you got out of high school? I had no clue. I um, All I knew is, you know how they would have career days at uh, school, so they give you a list of things to choose from, and I thought I wanted to be a nurse. And so I went to one of those, and then I realized I didn't want to be a nurse. <laughs> uh, I didn't know what I wanted to be. Okay. Okay. You just I even thought I wanted to. I also took uh, cosmetology because I was good at doing hair. I would do some hair. Um, I did hair uh, at home. I did braids, weaves, French rolls, all that stuff I was in back then. I used to do my own hair, did the kids' hair in the neighborhood. So I thought I wanted to do that. And my grandmother was a cosmetologist too. I was like, oh, I'm going to be like my grandma and be a cosmetologist. But I went to cosmetology and I quit. I think I had maybe an hour or two to go to get my license, mm-hmm. and I just quit because I didn't want to do it no more. Okay. Okay. So now once you once you quit because you didn't want to do it anymore, was there something else that you wanted to do, or you just were done with that? No, I was just done with that. I had no clue what I wanted to do. All I knew is that I wanted to sit behind a desk. Okay. <laughs> I just didn't know what. I knew I didn't want to work at no food place. And, yep. you know, labor, I knew I didn't want to do that. I just knew I wanted to be sitting when I did whatever it was I did. Okay. Okay. So now so now we're talking, uh, you're, you're in high school now. Mm-hmm. So how was that? How did you, I know you said you had your mother helping you out, but did you mm-hmm. have any other support, um, you know, as far as, like, helping you with your baby? My grandmother there or no? no. She was never there. <laughs> His mom finally came around. Um, I want to say my maybe tenth, eleventh grade year. She finally came around and was, you know, she would get the baby every now and again. But for the most part, it was my mom and my grandmother. Okay, so the mom did come around, but it was mm-hmm. your mom and your grandmother, and of course you. Mm-hmm. So, talk about your baby just a little, because I don't, you know, now is that a, a, a safe topic for you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, let's talk about your baby. So, when you had the baby, just kind of going back a little bit, when you had the mm-hmm. baby, how did you feel as a mother? 
Like, did you feel unprepared? Did you did you know since you had a you know uh, a support system? Like, how, like how did you feel? I'm just gonna ask you how you felt and just speak speak as freely as you need to. I did not want no baby. I never have wanted any baby. I always said I ain't having no kids because I don't <laughs> like kids. I don't. I always tell people I do not like kids. Never have. But I, and then when my family found out I was pregnant, my aunt and uncle, the ones that I told you used to take me and take me on trips and stuff, they wanted mm-hmm. to adopt my baby, and I agreed okay. because initially I was supposed to get an abortion, and I chickened out. I was like, nah, I ain't going to get one because my dad sent me the money to get one, but uh, I chickened out, and so my aunt and uncle was like, don't get an abortion. Let us take the, take the baby. We'll take the baby. You know, we'll adopt the baby. And I was all for it because I ain't want to be no kid with no kid. So, uh, and I was, you know, we were making arrangements for all that to happen. And once I had her, I had changed my mind. I was like, nope, I'm keeping my baby because all I could picture is it coming out at Thanksgiving 20, 30 years later and somebody saying that ain't your uh, cousin, that's your daughter, or you know your mama or something, because that's how my family is. So no, I kept her. <laughs> yeah, no, and it and it happened. That happened. Yeah. So I know. <laughs> you had to make a, a tough decision, you know, and then mm-hmm. that was. I think it was a a great decision, um, but I want to know like, like now, right? Mm-hmm. Looking back. What were some things that that you well let me let me back all the way up. Let's start with your with your name, right? Mhm. Where did you, who who were you named after or were you named after anyone? My dad named me after his army buddy. So I'm named after a man. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> so what was his name? What's his name? Shanti. Sean? His, his name is Shanti. Yes. An okay. Indian guy. That is that is kind of dope. Okay. Okay. Does it mean anything? The name? Yeah, my name means peace. Oh, very good. Okay. Okay. So I wanted to make sure we we got that added in there. What your name meant and, and where you were named after. But and it, and you don't have to share this if you don't want to. Mm-hmm. Um, you know your child's name. Did you name your child after anything special? Anyone special? Um, does your child's name have any meaning, or who decided the name of the child? I could not think of a name for her, so I let her dad name her. He came around for the birth, after the birth, of course, uh, to sign the birth certificate. But other than that, you know, no. But I let him take the reins on naming her, and he named her after his cousin. Uh, his cousin's middle name is Latavia, so that's my baby's name, Latavia. Okay. So do you feel now, like knowing what you know and just kind of getting into your own confidence, if, if, you could, if you knew some other little girl was going through what you were going through, um, as a matter of fact, no, no, because I'm going to give you some homework. I'm going to save what I got for you for later, for that part. I'm going to save that for later. I'm going to give you some homework. But um, yes, ma'am, for your next session. Okay. This, will, this, will, this will give you something to go on, but um, I, I want you to talk about graduating. 
Okay. Like get getting out of high school. Mm-hmm. So once you once you graduated, what what did the world look like for you? Like what was your next move? Did you did you take some time away from working? Did you just you know pause or what did you do? I took the advice of my dad at the time. He told me to take a year off. And that was the worst thing I could have done. <laughs> and why why do you feel like that was the worst thing? Because it put me behind. I don't know behind who, but <laughs> it, it put me behind. behind. In my mind, I felt like, okay, I'm behind. And now I got to catch up. And also, that sitting around for a year, I got lazy. I didn't work. I didn't do shit for a whole year. I wasted a year of my life, literally. Okay. So after after the year, what did you do? What I enrolled in school. I enrolled in school. I said, okay, I got to do something. So I uh, enrolled in Lamar University in Beaumont because I was still in Beaumont. So I enrolled in school, taking classes, and I was working – and that's it. Okay. Okay. So you enrolled, you were working. So managing that and, you know, so you still had the support of your mom and your grandmother at this point still. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay. So when you were doing, like, going in school, going to school, now Beaumont, what was that? Was that, what were you learning at the time? <laughs> there was this program called <laughs> There was this program called Office Technology Administration. That's what I signed up for. In essence, to learn how to type and use computers and stuff and be somebody's secretary. At the time, I didn't know that's what that was, but afterwards, <laughs> I realized that's what it was. Okay. And that's something I did not want to do, but I did want to learn how to use, you know, office stuff. Because basically, yeah. it, the classrooms were set up like offices, and it taught you how to, you know, and back then, we were still using typewriters. So teach you how to use a typewriter, teach you how to use a computer, a fax machine, and all that stuff. So I needed to learn how to do all of that. So I took those courses. I didn't finish school, though, because I don't know why. I think it was dumb to me. So I, when I realized what it was, and then I just, like, mm-hmm. took this, and I just quit going. <laughs> how far in were you? Like, how long were you going at this point? I think I was going for about a year. Okay. Maybe two. Okay. At that point, you was you was over it because you you said you felt like it was dumb. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't what you thought it was. Yeah. So uh, the next semester, I changed uh, what I wanted to do, and I end up I thought I wanted to be a news broadcaster. So I went to I start taking classes to, for that to become a, a news broadcaster. <laughs> okay, so when you did that, um, how easy were the classes for you? Like, what, what was that experience like? Um, I only did it because one of my friends was doing it, and we okay. would take all the same classes together, but that okay. ain't what I really wanted to do. So okay. I ended up quitting. 
so you quit you quit doing that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So at, at this point in your life, you know, were you what what did you do after you quit that? I started working. Okay, so so you started working. Um like what was that like as far as like where did you start working? Not where, but what did you do rather? Uh, I worked at Wendy's. Like I said, yeah, I worked at Wendy's. I was a cashier, and I liked it until they started trying to make me make hamburgers. Then I quit. <laughs> okay. Because that ain't what I wanted that. to No, I wasn't okay. making no burgers. No. Okay. Have you ever, so before then, you know, well, after then, or any time, when did you start thinking uh, about uh, being a, uh, go ahead, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I was just going to ask, you know, um, at any point, like, during that time, like, after you got out of school, had you ever thought about, like, owning your own business? Um, what were some of the things that you you contemplated, like, really doing, like, that you actually wanted to do? I said, okay, well, it looked like I ain't getting no degree no time soon, so let me go work for the post office. They don't require much, so I went and took the post office test and passed. And I started working for the post office. So I had it set in my mind, this is where I'm going to retire from. So I worked at the post office. Okay, so about how long were you working at the post office? Uh, I think I worked for the post office about two years. And, you know, a lot of people say working at the post office is a great job. So what was that like for you? Like what was your experience? It was fine for me because I worked at night. I um, I wasn't a carrier. I worked in a processing. So we would process the incoming mail on a computer. It was more like data entry, and it paid back then. It paid a lot, like one of the highest-paying jobs you could have in Beaumont at the time. So it was great. So I'm going to take a – we're going we're gonna to time out from – from that part, like from talking about, like we're gonna stop right here where you're, where you are. But I'm gonna okay. ask you some other questions, mm-hmm. um, just about you. So I want to know how. Well, when you when you're thinking about like your family, like your grandmother, your mother, your father, how are they like you? Like, um, do you feel like you have any similarities to them, um, at all? Or are they very different from you? Uh, Well, growing up, I always said I will never be like my mama. And the more I said that, I see now the more I am like her, and I hate it. Um, But I'm trying, I'm daily work in progress, trying to get better. And uh, I I think I'm like my grandmother, too. Uh, Back, well, I used to be anyway, because we... Growing up, there was no affection, no I love you, no I hugs or anything like that, except for my grandmother. Now, she did, but my mama didn't. But we didn't talk about our feelings, you know, so I never knew, you know, how they felt and they didn't know how I felt. I mean, that's just something you didn't talk about. So, uh, and up up until like a few years ago, I was still like that, didn't talk about my feelings to anybody. So you you were a person that held in like how you felt, like you didn't really feel comfortable talking about your emotions to people or how you felt about things. Exactly. 
Exactly. Okay. So I want to know, you know, what do you feel now, right? Are your tell me about like your three best qualities right now, like about you. My three best qualities. I'm smart, I'm funny, and I'm compassionate. Okay. So now we talked about the best. So what are your three worst? I'm stubborn. Uh, I can be mean sometimes. And I can come off as, <laughs> I could come off as not caring. Mm-hmm. I guess abrasive, like nonchalant, something like that. I can come off. I still have that those tendencies. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay. So, so I have just a couple more questions because um, I want to make okay. sure that you know I don't want to hold up too much of your time. I know we got a couple minutes, couple minutes left, but I just want you to tell me, you know. I know we talked. I know we talked like about like your professional life because I want to make sure we come right back to that because I'm gonna send you these reports, okay. this recording after we're done. Um, but I want to know, you know, after like after just going, you know, going through so much, um, were you involved in any uh, like extracurricular activities as far as uh, like social groups? Um, were you involved in um, like volunteering, anything like that? Back then or current? Like back then, back then. Oh, back then I used to um, dance. I actually used to be a dancer, a uh, real dancer, ba- ballet, jazz, tap, all of that. I used to do that. And shut up. I used to be a power lifter in high school. I played volleyball, so I was active. Okay. I didn't belong. I didn't belong to any like uh, volunteer organizations until I became an adult. Okay. Okay. So now, I want to ask you this: Did you ever feel like, or did you ever have an outlet? Because I know you said you didn't really talk about your emotions. Mm-hmm. Did you ever have an outlet that you used to, um, like, let out your frustration, or what? What did you do? to help yourself cope with things. I, you know, I know we talked about food, but, like, your ex, like, what did you do? Was there something, like, did you write? Did you, what were things that you did to kind of help you? Um, be promiscuous and be mean that's to real. people. Yeah, that's okay. what I did. That's yeah, that's real. Okay. So do you feel like when you were being promiscuous, because I think, I think a lot of girls have been there, right? Um, mm-hmm. Do you feel that that gave you or that that made you feel like, okay, I'm worth something? Or how did that make you feel? It made me feel like I was in control because mm-hmm. I would literally fuck and tell them to go to ass home. <laughs> it was no feelings wow. at all. Yeah. Well, there it is. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, nah, I'm just, just joking. That's right. Um, so, so that was one of your that was that was one of your outlets. Um, so, 
I want to kind of dig into, I have just like one more question for you, okay. and then um, I'm going gonna to keep, keep it moving, but let's talk about a little bit about the adult life, right? Okay. So, well, when did you, so when did you discover or when did you learn that, you know, because I know you said that you have a wife now, right? Now, is mm-hmm. that something you want to talk about in the book, like as far yeah. as, okay, so do you ever feel like you had to come out? Do you ever feel like you had a coming out story? Or was it just, you know, this is who I'm with? <laughs> There's a whole story behind it. <laughs> so we gonna, we probably tackle that in the next one, um, the next <laughs> session. So so we'll do that. But um, let me ask you, let me ask you just, uh, let me get one more question out of you, and then I'm going to let you uh, get on with your weekend because you've been waiting so patiently. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any special um, sayings or expressions that that's just uh, when somebody hear, hears hears you say that or something, they're like, "Oh yeah, that's Shanti." I don't know. Do I, baby? Do I have a saying that I say that people will know it's me? No. No. <laughs> okay. 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 So. I think I do because I'm always saying I wish the fuck I would. Well, there it is. There you go. <laughs> so that's your special saying. So, uh, so this is where I'm gonna put a pin in it for you for ne- for today. Okay. We covered a lot because we done got up to you know we done got up to where you're working at the post office. Okay. Um, so so usually I like to get a, um, the background right. I like to get the mm-hmm. background and then we start talking more about like where you are now, like what you're doing. Um, and the, at the rate that you're traveling, you're probably going to have, have the next session probably done. Um, but, you know, it, it's totally, totally uh, up to you But and how okay. fast you want to go. But I'm going to I'm gonna stop the recording. And it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.